Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to episode 10 of season 2 of Sour Grapes. Etta had to correct me on this before we even started recording tonight. Also, we have decided to do it live. Uh, we got on here and talked for like half an hour about nonsensical things and things that don't have anything to do really with the podcast. And then here we are. But so we're doing it live. We'll do it live. Yes. As always... I am Amy. And I am she. I'm Etta. She's Etta. Still. (laughs) And we are here for what is turning out to be like our weekly commiseration podcast where we bemoan the fact that Baylor has lost again and seem a little bit rudderless while we drink wine. What are you drinking tonight? You know... My mind just went blank. I think it's Pinot Noir. I kind of waffled. I couldn't decide if I wanted to open the Cabernet or a Pinot Noir, but I think I went with Pinot Noir because it was a screw top. I love Pinot Noir. Uh, Yeah, I have a red wine blend that is also just a twisted open one. You know, I have when I went more leftover from election night, and I was like, I didn't, should I be mm. drinking that? It's two weeks old at this point. I don't know. Has it been in the fridge? It has been in the fridge. It's I probably think it's probably fine. fine. I so when I was in Kansas for the KU game, uh, in thirty-five years ago, but it was February, like actually January. January. Yeah. Um, my uncle yeah. taught me that on a lot of wine bottles, you can just pull the foil off the top by wiggling it, and you don't even have to cut it. Um, and it is a real time saver. So What is this sorcery? I know. He's, he told me, this is a magic little trick that will save you time. And he That's has been who really has been right. drinking wine for a long time and just enjoying those. He's uh, one of those people that has that, like, like the counter-mounted wine cork pull. Oh, I'm very envious. I know. It's like an own onophile. Oh, Owen. No, this I don't one's know how like you say that. I think it's enophile is how you would say it. But enophile, enophile, because um, you can you can major in enology. I also yeah. might be saying that wrong at UC Davis, um, but it's like an antique one. It's like cast. It's heavy as hell. Um, so it is, I don't think it is a enophile one. So anyway. I, I mean, those are life goals. Perry the end. Yeah. I-M-H-O. B-R-B-J-K. Uh, anyway. So I think that your question that you sent me like two hours ago oh, is yeah. a good icebreaker for the night. Yeah. Do, do you want to tell the team? Tell the team what we're thinking about on this uh, Sunday night in November. So my family has decided, and I was outvoted, that we are now um, Cardinals fans because we live in Arizona and we felt like um, we needed to support a local team. And I'm contractually obligated to hate the Diamondbacks, so it couldn't be them. I refuse to acknowledge that we have a hockey team. Uh, Our soccer team is a little bit homophobic. So it's not going to be them. Um, and clearly we like the Mercury because Brittany Griner. But. Um, oh, hell. Yeah. 
but we so we were watching the Cardinals game today and DeAndre Hopkins had this amazing catch and Kyler Murray had an amazing throw that preceded it but I texted Amy and I said who do you think the most miserable Texas based sports I think I called them a franchise, but I'm being inclusive of colleges as well. So who do you think is the yeah. most miserable? Is it is it the Longhorns? Is it the Aggies? Is it the Texans? Is it the Cowboys? I don't think that Rangers fans would admit that they're miserable, but the Rangers fans I know are miserable. And there's a lot of angst. I refuse stars. to acknowledge that baseball is a sport. I'm not doing it. Yeah. yeah. I, I just... I'll watch when it's like the World Series. Other than that, I just don't really care. Oh, I I should strike yeah, that. I, I will that. watch college baseball. I won't watch pro baseball. There are too many games. Like, it's too long of a season. Yeah. So my answer is that it has to be the Cowboys because they have gone for such a long time without relevance. And, like, I know that the Texans are not great and are frustrating right now, but, like, when when were they created? 2002, I believe. Yeah. So, like, you, yeah. you've gone to the playoffs a few times. You have stupid decisions. But, like, Cowboys have been have the cow- living in the past for, like, 30 years almost. Like, I feel like point. they haven't been relevant since we were in maybe like third or fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so. they think they're relevant. So I think that that's the frustrating thing for them. They are allegedly America's team. See, I And they view... just suck every year. I view... They're not my America's team. Cowboys as the NFL version of Longhorns. Because right, it's like right. there's a million T-shirt fans. Like we would mm-hmm. when we lived in Delaware, there were people with Cowboys stars on their cars. Like, oh, I have Kentucky friends who like root for the Cowboys, and meanwhile, I'm the one who's living here in Texas, and I want them to fail always. I just I don't get it. Like I don't hate them. I I have no animosity toward them, other than that. It's just a bunch of t-shirt fans. And I think, and I think that that is how, like, I get to my calculus that they are the most miserable fan bunch because it just feels, this is going to be incredibly snobby of me right now, but it feels like these are people whose joy in life, like, depends on the Cowboys being good and who let a cowboy season dictate their life like they're obnoxious in a win and they are completely downtrodden in a loss and it just it like it it feels like a lot of people who have other things going on in their lives have like given up on the cowboys but meanwhile there's this fan base of like live or die by the cowboys people who just get so disappointed every single season and I'm sad for them. Yeah. Like, I pity them. Yeah. But if we were to separate, like, professional franchises and college franchises, it's got to be the Longhorns on the other side. 
Longhorns are my pick um, for sure. And I think a large part of that is because this week, I don't really, I, so I don't really have tweets go viral, but this week I had a tweet that got a lot of likes for me, which is, um, I was retweeting something, but it was one of those, what feels like, but isn't. Quote tweet. Yeah. Quote tweet. It was a good quote tweet. Yeah. So I said what it, the question was, what feels like it's SEC, but isn't. And I said Texas A&M, <laughs> mostly because I have so many Aggie friends. There are so many Aggies in the Air Force. They're everywhere. Wow. And I love my friends dearly who are Aggies, but the Aggie part of their personality is, it's a lot. Um, but they're good. They're good alone and yes. terrible in a group. Yes. There's just this pack mentality. But anyway, this tweet of mine, so many Longhorn fans liked. And it just really started to annoy me that, like, y'all can only find joy in mocking. I'm saying this on our podcast that Mac mocks other people, but y'all can only find joy in mocking A&M. Um, and, like, a bunch of Longhorns followed me, and y'all are going to have a bad time because I tweet a lot of Texas jokes. It's not going to be good. You're not going to, yeah, you're not going to be good. It's not going to be good. You're going to be in for a bad time. But um, they're just so miserable. And I think it's because they are entitled, like we've talked about. But yeah, they, they win my vote for most miserable Texas sports franchise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it can't be Aggies at this point because you won a Heisman in 2012 and... You're having success this year, even if it, like, and even if it's not long lasting, like, that is. This year doesn't count, though. That's enough for them. But also, that's enough for them. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like they're, they have very high standards, but I also think that they are becalmed by the fact that they play in a conference with Alabama. Like, and that's they true. are ultimately. Like, okay, we play Alabama every year. So that kind of, like, hides a myriad of our flaws. That's true. If you have one to two games every year that you know you're probably going to lose, so until this year that would have been Alabama and LSU. Right. Um, it's a lot easier to get by with, you know, finishing with three or four losses or five or however many they use right so like eight and five is how they usually end up right. but yeah it's just that very special brand of texas longhorn longhorn arrogance that does not just like doesn't accept parody you know like there can be no parody in the big 12 there can be no you know, this team has a really good year. Like, they have to be number one. And if they're not, burn it all down. And they also will, like, malign the conference on their way out and be like, it's because the Big 12 is so crappy. Well, is the Big 12 crappy? Or is that the perception because the flagship team 
sucks. Well, I think there's it, there's no willing to take willingness to take like onus. It makes me think of that like I don't I this is not a saying, but like nobody wants to be friends with the like pretty rich girl who's always had everything easy because right then if they're suddenly not the pretty rich girl there's a Baruch assault moment here's our movie for the week so check that box um is that Willy Wonka yeah okay good yeah got it yep nailed it wait what's the original one called the original one is Charlie and the Chocolate Charlie Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate the Factory. The acid yeah. trip one is Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Roald Dahl was definitely on shrooms. Dude, I started watching this week the new version of The Witches. I didn't know there was a new version. There's a new version. It's Chris Rock. So, like, it's a, an African-American little boy living... His parents die. He lives in Chicago. He moves to, like, Alabama to live with his grandma. And then there's there are witches. Was the original and... witches with Angelica Houston? Uh-huh. And it was in England. Yeah. So this is, like, Americanized in the rural South in, like, the 60s. I haven't finished it, but it's also, like, Anne Hathaway- Oh, is this the one where her mouth is like... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, no, I can't uh-huh. watch that. That's terrifying. It's very upsetting. Like, I sent my best friend Lindsay a text because she has a little boy who's kind of Graham's age, and she and I are both, like, psychos who will watch this stuff. And she's like, yeah, I let Hank watch it this week, and now he's terrified. <laughs> best mom ever. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to let Graham watch Thank you for being the guinea pig. And then I got like halfway through and I was like, yeah, this is a bit much. Yeah. But I loved The Witches as a kid. So like I loved that movie. I have only seen it when I was in second grade on a sleepover. And the parents like didn't talk to my parents about whether what we were going to watch. And that is what we watched. And my mom was livid. Did you have strict rules about what you could watch or could not watch yes I, there's a lot of movies i haven't seen even todd now Todd is the same way todd could not see pg-13 before he was 13 like i should caveat it that like if it was historic i could watch like i saw like schindler's list i could see I still it was all i probably and I saw could it like, have but like i saw uh, um, Saving Private Ryan, Last of the Mohicans, yeah, those sorts of movies. But I definitely wasn't allowed to watch things like Dumb and Dumber or Ace Ventura or It. It oh, I as a third grader because I, I definitely saw It. I wouldn't have wanted to watch grader. that, but yeah. Um, Todd definitely called his parents when he was like twelve and had them come and get him from a sleepover because they were about to watch a PG-13 movie. He's just the most conscientious little boy who, like, has this guilty conscience, and it's 
My parents always told me. Adorable. If you need us to be the excuse, you are, you can come, you can call us. We will come get you no matter what time of day it is. Like, yeah. don't worry about it. Um, which I always, I felt like that was a really good thing for them to tell me, but. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. But that's, I love that. That's hilarious. Oh, oh precious my little top head. So, football. Did we play football, football this oh, weekend? Oh, wait, I just, I have to, I have to, I have to say this really quickly. So Andrew and Peter, when a few weeks ago, I shared the story of how like Graham roots against Tottenham. Mm-hmm whenever they're playing just to like piss Todd off they sent him a Liverpool t-shirt I knew this that we got like right before we left for Universal and he put it like Graham got it and put it on immediately and it was like hell yeah we're trolling dad he didn't say hell yeah and uh then Todd got home later that night and it looked like it took 10 minutes probably for him to notice what was going on. And then he was just horrified. So I just want to shout out my buddy, Andrew. <laughs> and also Peter. Because it was a great troll job. I actually knew about this because Peter messaged me and was like, what size shirt does does Landry wear? He and Graham are about the same age, right? I was like, yeah, they're right. like, so yeah, I knew this was happening. I'm, this makes me so happy. Oh, it was so fantastic. Todd was horrified, and now Graham wears it every weekend. Oh, this is like Landry. I don't even think EPL played this week. Oh, freaking Landry. I know. He he and he and and Graham are the same the same child. So Well, except that Graham knows he'll be put out on the front stoop and offered up for adoption. He's wearing a Liverpool shirt, so well. I think that Todd's EPL fandom is a little bit stupid and manufactured anyway, so I embrace this. Anyway, football. The other football. Football America. Americana. Uh, we played a game this week. Lots of games. Well, we played a game. Several teams, probably 30 teams, did not play expected games because we true. had 15 games canceled. Yeah. Due to COVID. Did why couldn't ours have been one of them? <laughs> did the SEC play any games this weekend? I feel well, like Well, I guess South played Carolina like one. played one to get Will Muschamp oh, that's fired. Right. I, I don't know for sure. Who did they Hold lose on. to? They lost to South Carolina Cox. Um They played. They played Mississippi yesterday. Oh, Miss, and they lost mm. by seventeen. If you are losing to a Lane Kiffin team, you probably this, deserve to die. You, and this is his first year, right? Right. I mean. So you and I both had the same moment of, oh, Will Muschamp isn't at Florida anymore, which shows you Here's the thing. how he, invested we are in SEC football. I just am not invested in the SEC East because I hate Florida. And you do, honestly, you do love like SEC West. Half the time I forget that South Carolina is in the SEC. For some reason, I put them with Clemson in the ACC. 
Oh no, they're a different brand. I I know they are, and it's just they're just so irrelevant that I usually don't think about them. Um, but it's actually been like six years since Will Muschamp was at Florida. Because he did a right. Year, he did a that's year the stunning thing. He did, a, year he did a stint at Auburn, and a year he did in Texas. Texas. Oh, did he do? Okay, so my, like, Wikipedia has him at Texas from 2008 to 2010. Oh, okay. Florida, 2011 to 2014. Auburn for the 2015 season. And then South Carolina, 2016 to I was, 2020. I was flipping Auburn and Texas in my head. Well, and also, like, he played at auburn or he was a grad assistant at auburn so like that was a repeat so so i think the texas fans hate him and think he's not good okay i think but he was also like head coach in waiting under Uh mac brown he was supposed to be the guy after mac brown and then he got fired or he left in 2010 hmm I don't know how that all went down. So while I was doing this deep dive on SEC head coaches and where all they've been this afternoon, I realized that SEC coaches are like the mid... Incestuous? Okay, well that too. I was going to say the mid to late 40s version of frat bros because they all look Mm -hmm. the same. Like you could put them into a lineup and just put them into... A generic, um, uh, oh, what's the fish brand polo shirts that are expensive? I don't know. Southern Tide. Oh, put them uh, all into a bunch of like generic Southern, Southern Tide polo shirts and khakis and boat shoes, and they are not discernible from one another at all. They all look the same. They all, like, have the dumb face. But I think that the interesting thing was you had a tweet about um, how how Muschamp and Charlie Weiss are, like, the same in that they are going to be getting paid to not coach. Oh, my gosh. So much money. But Weiss was a coach under Muschamp. Right. That's shocking because in my head, Weiss is like 90 years old. Oh, I think he's like 300 years old, but he was never a good head coach. So he kept getting like demoted back to coordinator or um, large guy yelling at people. He worked under him at Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think he came from Florida to Kansas. I think. Uh Uh-huh. He did. Yeah. What a freaking racket. Yeah. To be the guy who is just getting paid a crap ton of money to not coach at this point. Yeah. But I think that my, well, part of my like um, self soothing when I think about a Texas Longhorns regime under Urban Meyer has been it would just be in such poor taste for Texas to do a big Tom Herman buyout and then like throw the bank at Urban Meyer in the midst of a pandemic where they have to cut payment and all the, like for the rest of the University of Texas Longhorns staff. But that is exactly what South Carolina is doing 
with this firing of Muschamp. And I saw someone today be like, look, they had to like make $58 million or something worth of cuts. Mm-hmm. It was, it's insane. And if they can do it, Texas can do it too. It's insane. The play money is just crazy. It's, it's mind boggling. Like I, I think I think about this article far too often, but there was this long form article. Oh God, it's probably been like ten years now, but about um, I think it was called like the Bagman Cometh or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I remember asking a friend who had played played college ball at the time, like, "Is this real life?" And he goes, "I'm not going to say anything other than don't be naive." Mm-hmm. And I think that is the article that opened my eyes to just how much money there is in college sports when people want there to be. Right. And um, it won't even be the necessary, like necessarily the university who pays a buyout. Mm-hmm. It will be like one or two big money donors. It must be nice to have more money than brains. <laughs> like, Todd. I wish I could just like light millions of dollars on fire. Not really. Cause so Todd. I, I wouldn't do this. I would never just like donate the money to mm-hmm, buy out a coach. Mm-hmm. But Right. Todd was kind of trolling me yesterday, but we were at like a Friendsgiving thing outside with our church group. And we have another Baylor Bear, Baylor Bear in our group. And we were like watching the final five minutes of the game yesterday. And I said to him, like, can't wait to see what new and inventive way we find to lose a ball game. And he and Todd were like talking about it. And Todd does this to troll me, but he's like, C-A-B, C-A-B, bring back C-A-B. What's his record in Mount Vernon right now? And I was like, Todd. We can never introduce our husbands. Well, so Todd was like, if I won the lottery right now, I go win $200 million. I put it towards buying back Art Bryles. And I'm like, oh my God. We have children to put through college. I would murder you if you actually did this. But like there are, and he is trolling me, but there are legitimate, like there is a thread on a certain fan site on the internet that is like Mount Vernon is seven and one on the year or Mount Vernon is eight and one on the year who are like people who are still keeping tabs on Bryles. I love premium and thinking that there is some way for us to bring him back. Dude. Also like Bryles wouldn't come back at this point. Don't you feel like Bryles would never pride wise come back to Baylor if he feels like he got screwed and got I mean if he does I feel like that should be like you you didn't pass the test to get the job if you agree to come back red flag number one Um, or number eight like two like no absolutely not under no circumstances y'all are insane and what better way to telegraph that you don't believe women I mean, y'all probably think that 
girls who go to parties are little hussies or trolls. Asking for it. What was he? Uh What was it he, that regent called girls who go to parties? Perverted little tarts. Perverted little little tarts. tarts. That's what it was. Not trollops. Tarts. Um, I just, I, I'm like at a loss for words as to how insane. Yeah. I live with a troll. I live with a troll. Well, I mean, my husband Um, likes to pretend he's a flat earther. So. (laughs) They really would get along famously. They get along so well. We can never introduce them. Never. 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 It's freaking like earth exploding shit oh, yeah. at this level. Do we want to talk about homeless Jimbo? Yeah. So. In his velour jumpsuit. Oh my gosh. Some of y'all will be old enough to remember this, but way back in the day, Britney Spears married one of her backup dancers and in their getaway outfits to leave for their surprise wedding were personalized velour juicy couture tracksuits wait was this federline yeah they oh shit yeah they had like oh my gosh it's just the most early 2000s thing you can imagine yeah but they had like personalized juicy couture velour tracksuits as they left for their surprise wedding because people showed up for like a bridal shower and they had a surprise wedding um right i mean one you shouldn't she marry a white a dude with dreads vegas wedding right yeah two right you shouldn't ever marry anyone in a velour tracksuit like guys or girls or non-gender identifying they people. sure are comfy though they are very comfy They're so i comfy totally in. had one but i wouldn't wear one to my wedding oh, say. Anyway, we digress. Jimbo Fisher this week had... We're going to share that from the official account. We will. We will find this thing. But he is wearing this... What can only be described as a Kevin Federline tracksuit. But it's like A&M maroon and gray. Uh And he has like Uh yesterday's undershirt on and... He just looks very, very homeless. <laughs> oh, also, bless his heart. he has the face of a little man. Like, he has the face of a dwarf. Do you see it? Like, he's an Oompa Loompa. I'm, maybe. I'm going to have to Photoshop him orange. And maybe I Oh, can. I think I had Nick Pants do this for me. I did have Nick Pants oh my do gosh. this for me. Um, I need to find that and like tweet it out because he did a phenomenal job. And I just said to him, like, could you do orange face on Jimbo Fisher for me? And then I said, and maybe green hair. And it was complete Oompa Loompa. I just feel like if you're getting paid seven and a half million dollars a year, you shouldn't look homeless. look a little bit better than this. Right. I know some Aggies who live in College Station. They're usually oh. well-dressed. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, she is showing <laughs> me this Oompa Loompa photo. Please tweet that. It's amazing. 
I sure will. I'm not going to do it until tomorrow morning when this comes out so that people have context. Yes. It's. Oh, good Lord. So good. But I just. So good. I've been thinking about this picture of Jimbo. He looks like a homeless Oompa Loompa. Damn it. He does. He does. But. Oh, Aggies. Well, we saw a former Aggie quarterback do something amazing this evening. We did. Kyler and that Hail Mary, Hail Mary that landed perfectly in Hopkins's oh hands. It was amazing. There was another Aggie was quarterback who had a great weekend, too. Oh, who? Um, Kyle Allen. Johnny? Oh, right? Kyle Allen. Wait, is that right? Yeah. Is he the Carolina? Oh, wait. No, I'm thinking of whoever's at San Jose State. Oh, Starkle. Nick. Starkle. Thank you. I was like, wait. Yeah, they're 4-0, right. man. Yeah. They're 4-0 for the first time in like a very long time. They let all of their best quarterbacks go away. Mm-hmm. I do still stand Kellen Mond and I respect him. But, but here's like, the thing. Y'all let I keep Kyler Murray seeing, get away. I keep seeing Aggie accounts tweet things about quarterbacks who have left their school and then calling it QBU. Like, you don't get to claim people who left and had success elsewhere as your success. I mean, that would be like a if, fair point. If your ex wife gets married and has like an amazing second marriage for 65 years if you're like best wife ever like um best for some other guy yeah she you're was right the best for someone wife else ever. she was great gonna be really fun to tweet when gary bohannon goes to another school and like wreck shop and we're gonna be like hell yeah baylor product we run this state we run this state. Quarterback, you. We're not also. breaking news. That is not news. That is. <laughs> we're not breaking news. No, it's no, no. rumblings all around the internet, and we're a little bit afraid right now. Don't speak it into existence. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So Baylor lost what many people, including myself, many considered people it are saying. to be the last. Many people are saying that that might have been our last winnable game. Of the 2020 season, we've got Kansas State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State on deck. Hey, none of the schools that we have left have had COVID outbreaks, so... They might do. If they have COVID outbreaks and can't practice, and then we play them, we might win. The pandemic is the great equalizer. That's not true. It's not true. It's no, sure not sure true. Not true. How are we feeling after yesterday? Honestly, I'm fine. I'm already. I don't care. I'm already I, broken. I care. I'm pretty yeah. sure I broke in April, and mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm glad. I, you know what? I won't say I'm. Nobody got hurt. It didn't seem like anybody got super seriously hurt yesterday. Unless I'm That's completely forgetting. It's a win. Um, it looked like everybody had fun. Yeah, I don't think fun. I saw anyone get seriously hurt. Everyone had fun. 
Mm, I, I don't know that everyone had fun. <laughs> but nobody got seriously injured yesterday. Yes, nobody got and... seriously injured. I think everybody made it back safely to Waco, so that's a good that's a good thing. Um, Our plane did not crash. That's a highlight. One, we... one downside is we didn't get to see the Lubbock Fox on the field, which is always a fun thing. It's a big bummer. Yeah. I like to see wildlife in action. I do too. Um, but we did lose in agonizing fashion. We did. Indeed. After leading for a, most of the game? All of the game? Yeah. I was I was sending my dad text updates um, because he is... And how's he doing? Oh, he's doing better. I mean, he's in a lot of pain. But um, he said that... Having your chest sawed open is not a good way to get off of work extra time. Um, so I can imagine. But yeah. for well, last time I talked to my mom, we were under forty-eight hours out. She said that the doctor said he was doing really well, and he is no longer but, in ICU. He's moved to the regular cardiac unit, so that's good. That was sooner than anticipated. Yeah, right? they moved him last night, and originally they were saying this morning. So, but way was, to go, Bob Father. I know. I was. By the way, my dad's name is not Bob. It's just like my name is not Etta. It's just our nicknames for each other. Um, but I was texting him updates about the game, and he couldn't text back because he was too uncomfortable to text. But I could see his read receipts, and then I had to text him and be like, "Never mind. We're not doing better." Not. Nope, we're not. That did not feel good. But at least he didn't have to watch LSU get stomped by Alabama this weekend. So It's true. It's a bright spot. Yeah. Like, just absolutely decimated. It would have been awful. You never know. It's 2020. We oh, can't no. really say these things It would have been real bad. No, you can't. You can't. You can't say these things. Um. So I remember saying, with five minutes left... Can't wait to see what way we lose this game. Mm -hmm. I got up this morning and watched the second half that I missed yesterday. I saw a score one offensive touchdown. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Yeah. Field goal. Field goal, I think, after that. I have blocked it from my memory. It's like, it's just, it's really starting to feel like the offense can come out gangbusters when there's like no pressure. Yeah. And then as soon as you have a lead to protect, you need to score here, you need to score there. Like, it just feels like we are stagnant. I feel like I subtweeted Fedora a lot. Yesterday, right. But I also would tag him in it. So is it actually subtweeting? It's sure not. And Munoz is the passing game coordinate coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I did see that Don emailed us tonight. Don Haney. <laughs> I saw him tweet us that he had emailed us, but I had not had a chance. To look and see so there what were a couple said. of different thoughts and one of them was like just watching the body language on the sideline Munoz came over to talk to Charlie after one series and like Charlie won't even look at him 
And I don't know, like, is this a moment in time or is this an indicator of something poisonous within the team? I don't know. I think it's an interesting observation because I'm not sure that I could pick Munoz out in a lineup right now. So I appreciate that Don did that for us. But it's just, it's hard to lay the blame at any one person's foot. Because, like, Charlie's great when the pressure isn't on him. The offense was definitely more decisive and more willing to take risks yesterday, which I appreciated. So, like, I can't completely malign Fedora. But I, I think we here on the Sour Grapes podcast fully renounce anyone who's threatening death upon Charlie Brewer. Or even just being what a, a shit head. Don't be a butthead. Don't freaking tweet at a guy. Like, don't do that shit. You can say, and like, I'm really frustrated that we aren't making a change. I'm really frustrated that there are these physical limitations. You don't go to Charlie Burr and be like, you suck at life. You need to die. Blah, 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 blah. And don't tweet what at players' sisters. What kind of idiot do you have to be? Or their moms or their dad. Like, yeah. just keep it yeah. to yourself. Join a boxing class or something. Get a voodoo doll. I don't know why. I don't know why it's so difficult for people not to be assholes on the internet. Well, when your name is not attached to it and your face isn't attached to it. That's true. And that's true. You, you feel can much just more bold. do whatever you want and put it in your own picnic basket. Then you can just you just feel like you can be a butthead to whoever you want, and that's not okay. Right. I think that's the crux of the issue. But there are a whole lot of people who aren't even completely anonymous who tweet pictures of themselves and then are still talking crap about that is true. Baylor players. Well, and there's people who don't have their real full names attached to their accounts. But if you want to and you're paying attention, like if any of y'all wanted to know who I really was, like one, you could ask me. Two, like... You can discover this. You could discover it fairly easily. There aren't that many tall, pasty redheads in Baylor Twitter. Like, there's, like, me. And... <laughs> I don't we'll know. find another. There's Just probably another tall, pasty redhead. <laughs> so. We're going to be on the lookout for this. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the the major theme here is at the end of the day, these are kids who are putting their bodies, their brains, their health on the line. Yeah. Who also don't make the calls. Yeah. Charlie isn't making the call at this point to keep himself in the game. Like, ultimately, that is someone who is getting paid millions of dollars. Like, but that's that call. he make the call to take himself out of the game? He could, but if you're a gamer, are you ever going to do that? I don't think you are. If you know this is it, you're not going to do it. And if you truly believe 
that you give your team the best shot, you're not going to do it. It's going to take someone above you to say, like, dude. Yeah. You have these things that you can do, but this, what we need you to do right now is not your skill set. I feel like this is probably why I'm not an athlete is because I... I, like I would always say someone else is better I'm off. Acutely aware. Someone else of, can do this better than me. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. acutely aware of my shortcomings, and I would be like, "No, put this person in; they'll do a better job than I will." Right. Well, and I don't want that pressure on me, which you know speaks volumes of Charlie that he's willing yeah. to accept that, even when he knows he's getting so maligned on Twitter. That's true. Like, I mean, at the end of the day. We will potentially not win another game this year. Yeah. We will potentially finish this season not with a bang, but with a whimper. And it is not an indictment upon Dave Aranda because he's a new coach coming in on a pandemic without a whole lot of time to get to know his players and to get to know his schemes and blah, 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 blah. But... The only thing that I am willing to be critical about is the decision to continue to ride with the veteran quarterback when you have two talented young quarterbacks in the wings and like we have nothing to lose at this point. But we do have an opportunity to get those guys meaningful game reps. That is true. A good experience. And mm-hmm. I mean, this year... Mm-hmm literally doesn't matter so it's a loss it's a loss at this point well and and even if you think charlie's the better quarterback charlie that's the better quarterback with four years of experience right like and he part of that is because we didn't have an option other than him when he arrived and he had to step in when there wasn't anyone else so why not while we have someone else, let a younger guy step in and get some experience so that we're not in that same situation in the future. Right. Charlie came in. He was the 2017 class. We had a new Solomon and we had McClendon. Yes. And I think either they both got hurt early on or... Like, we didn't have a definitive starter, and I think it was, like, either they got hurt or Rule pulled them out of a sense of necessity. Like, we need to kind of aim for the future. Yeah. Which is what Aranda is not willing to do right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's totally not what this poem is written about, but I keep thinking about it. And it's by Wilfred Owen, and it's super depressing. So everyone will love it. Oh, which one is it? He was one of the World War One poets, yeah. right? The Parable of the Old Man I and the Young. This. But um, basically, it's like Abram and Isaac. And Abram's out there, and he's, you know, binding him up and getting ready to sacrifice him. And then oh, an, angel, yeah. an angel says, like, whoa, hey, there's a ram here. You, there, here's another option. Um 
uh, offer this ram instead. And the final two lines of the poem are, but the old man would not sow, but slew his son and half the seed of Europe one by one. And I feel, I mean, politically speaking, they're talking about how pride. Ishmael and Isaac. Yeah, yeah. You know, they could have saved a generation of young men, but they didn't. But we could move on to the future because we have another option but we're not willing to take it. So I'm sorry right. for that. Very depressing, but welcome to Literary Hour with Amy and Etta. With Amy and Etta. You're this welcome. week it is not necessarily a book, but we are talking World War One poetry. That's true. One of my favorite poets. Which honestly is better. I, yeah, I love him. And I also just think, and I said this in like our group, slack earlier and I hope that I am not breaking confidentiality but this week I said because I think that there was a defense of like the decision to play a or to play Brewer and how like Aranda saw him as the leader of the locker room and he would potentially lose the locker room if he pulled Brewer and put someone else in and I said I get that but I think that what the job of head coach is, is making those hard choices yeah. and is doing something that might not be the popular choice in the moment, but it's better setting you up for success in the future. And if we are really making our decisions right now based on, well, Charlie's the guy who's played and he deserves this chance, then I think we're doing everyone a disservice. And I think I think back to like my parents were very strict parents, but they viewed their role as teaching us and guiding us. And they weren't there to be our best friend. They were there to be our parents right. and how my brothers and I have turned out and what our relationship is like with my parents now versus my friends whose parents were very best friendy. And how they have turned out and the struggles that they have had. And even even when we were in high school or middle school, the respect that they showed to their parents. Like, I had friends who right. talked to their parents in ways that I never would have dreamed. Like, I still wouldn't talk to my parents that way. Because that's not respectful. Like, But respect is also earned. And... If you can't make the tough decisions, how are you going to earn the respect? You can make a hard decision in love and kindness and um, communicate that hard truth without malice. And people may not like it in the short term, but eventually people will respect you for it. So. Right. And I, and I do, like, I think of the head coach role, I think of every coaching role as kind of a parental role. Absolutely. And I was very quick to say in 2016, 2017, that I don't think Art Bryles is a bad person. I just think that he didn't want to be the disciplinarian. And I, I think he wanted to, like, not even be the buddy, but like be the hero in a lot of guys' eyes. 
and not um, not be the disciplinarian or not be the person who's holding his kids accountable. It was kind of like just bad parenting under the Bryles regime. Yeah. Um, and like all, all reward, I, I no don't punishment. think that. Right, right. And, you know, I want to give my kid every chance to succeed. And I think the only way to do that is to praise them constantly and not hold them accountable for their actions. Pay for everything for them. Right. And it's just, it's so dangerous. And I am not, not saying that this is what Aranda is doing. I think that he has walked into a just a shitty situation because he didn't get an off season to know his guys and to build a rapport and trust. But you are five, five games in, six games five, in. Five, I think. To your inaugural season, you've won one game, and it has been downhill since then. And I do just kind of wonder if you're going to lose other aspects of the locker room who are supposed to be there for a lot longer than beyond this year if you don't do the hard thing. Yeah. I just feel like... In every regard, this year is not normal. And right. I don't necessarily think that means we need to hold people to a lower standard. That's not what I'm saying. But I think we all need to realize that the fact that some of us have even made it as far as we have this year is a success in and of itself. Um, right. And that doesn't mean adjusting our expectations for the future to be lower, but it does mean that our expectations for this year in this moment should be different or non-existent. Right. Well, but I think that like, like when we both articulate the sentiment that like football can't hurt us this year, like it's right. I'm not losing sleep over the loss yesterday. No. Um, like I, I was think that not is us happy. acknowledging that I was not a happy person in 2017. Watching my team go right. one and eleven sucked, even though I knew right. we were in a rebuilding year. We played games that we should have won. This year, honestly, whatever. Should mm-hmm. we have won this week? Yeah, probably. But you know what? It's 2020. I'm fine. Nobody. Well, yeah. and this is what we were, we were talking about this beforehand. And I just said to you, like, I anticipated that it would be the defense that struggled yeah. in 2020 because we lost so many key players. So it has been a fun revelation to see the defense just kind of pick up where it left off, to see other guys be like, next man up mentality. Yeah. We're still going to do all of this. The frustrating aspect of 2020 is that it's a lost cause and we're not planning for the future. Or that's how it feels for me. Sorry, I laugh at inappropriate times, Um, but (laughs) (laughs) at the discomfort of the truth of it all. Well, yes, but just calling it a lost cause and then correlating that with the people who are getting 
very up in arms over oh, yeah. all of this. Um, y'all just love your last causes. That's so foreign to me. So. Mm-hmm. But that's none of my business. You know Did who you is not a lost to... cause this year? Jalen Petrie. Jalen freaking Petrie. What a freaking revelation he has been. I just, it makes me so happy, but it also constantly brings to mind um, the land before time, which also makes me really happy. So. Right, right, right. Well, it's kind of a bummer movie, too. Like, I tried to watch that with my okay. kids last year. But Petrie is not a bummer in the movie. She's, pre- yeah, she's precious. No, she? I, yeah? I always assumed Petrie was a boy. I think you're thinking of Ducky. Oh, I thought, it, I thought girl. And then Sarah. Oh. I always thought Ducky maybe. is a girl. And Sarah is a girl. And then Littlefoot and Petrie are boys in my head. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Well, now I'm going to ask Twitter, what gender do you think Petrie? (laughs) Why don't we just let Petrie decide for himself or herself or itself? That's true. They can decide for themselves. Does Petrie have pronouns in in their Twitter handle? Don't know. (laughs) Petrie's pronouns are them. Them and folks and they. Anyway, so Jalen Petrie, my favorite moment. So he committed in the 2015 summer when like Baron Browning and Jamon Osbon and Kellen Mond and all of them. Yeah. So like we had the number one recruiting class in the nation for a short amount of time. Was this the Super and 17 class? Is that right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Jalen, I think, was one of the last ones in that little span of time. And when Jalen committed, a commit, someone who was already committed to Baylor, who I will not name, was like, who is this kid? I just watched their film and I'm not very impressed. And like, totally threw cold water on the commitment of Jalen Petrie. And then slowly, every single one of them ended up decommitting from Baylor, except for Jalen Petrie. And he has stuck around and endured some hardship And I just love to see him have success because he was kind of the afterthought of that class. And it was kind of, uh, well, he's sticking around because he doesn't have any better offers. Blah, 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 blah. I vote that we don't call him an afterthought anymore. We call him a sleeper. Hell no, he's not an afterthought. He's a freaking sleeper. He was identified on the basis of potential and he freaking lived up to it all. And I will give Matt Rule credit for that. And I will give Fran Brown and, you know, Evan Cooper and Joey freaking McGuire and every defensive side of the ball coach who worked with him in all those years. Yes. Because he's doing so well and we love to see it. We we love to see people do well. We love to see people do well, especially against others' expectations. Yes. We love a good petty success story, especially. Oh, yeah. The pettier, the better. 
So Mess Champ got fired. Sure is did. Harbaugh on the hot seat because they got completely walloped last night. It was shocking to me to see Michigan lose that badly. Like it was not pretty. It was uh, like it's real stunning. Ugly. It's stunning. And I don't understand how you keep Harbaugh around. I know it's a little bit stickier because he's an alum. Yeah, so that I was trying to... Oh, shoot. Um, my child gave me a um, blue swan eraser because actually it might be a flamingo. Um, because he thought... It is a flamingo. He thought I might that I would like it and I just broke its beak off, but I think I fixed it. Um, wow. I know. Well, he was really sad because I left it sitting on a table and he was like, Mom, you don't have this. Yes, I need a pencil right now. Um, Anyway, I was trying to Google and see if a university has ever fired a head football coach who was an alum of that school. And I have not found one yet. So if y'all know of one, please let us know. Um, so that's just the desire, or that's the danger of hiring one of your own guys. I mean, I can't even think across other sports. Like. But he, like, he, he wasn't, like, a flyer. Like, you weren't taking a huge risk on him. Like, he was a coach who had had success. Yeah. So then I saw someone also today be like, here are your past three head coaches. They've all failed. Maybe the problem is Michigan and not necessarily the coaches. Yeah, that's... And I always like to take that slant because I like to be a, a shitster a little bit. Here's another wrinkle that I thought of last night when I couldn't sleep at 2 a.m. Um, are there any other famous, high-achieving Michigan alum head coaches who might want to leave their current coaching jobs? Oh, who else? Les Miles is a Michigan alum. Oh, shocking. Oh, you'd love to get out of freaking Kansas, wouldn't you? I'm, honestly, I really, I really like Lawrence. So, like, of the places you could live in Kansas, Lawrence is pretty good. Um, Peter's gonna mock yeah. me for saying that, by the way. But, but Kansas Michigan City's is a much better cool. institution. Kansas City is awesome. Yeah. If we say that as two people whose fathers went to school at the same time, at basically, at U and KC. Yeah. And we're pretty sure they played softball versus, like, intramural softball Against each other. other in softball. Yep. So, we're, we're, what are the fighting ruse? Is that right? I really need Homefield to make no. a kangaroo. Sweatshirt, please. Yes. 
Indiana's 4-0 on the year, though. That's true. So they got all of the home field magic this year. They freaking got it all. It's fine. I'm not bitter. I'm a little Even bitter. a little bit. I'm, I'm not. Let them have their success. Let them have their time. We got a freaking Sugar Bowl last year, the year after they released our stuff. And I got a national championship. <laughs> it's fine. Stop being a fan of another team. It's so tiresome. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not kidding. I, know I am kidding. You're sort of not, though. It's unfair that you get to even be a little bit happy. But you know what? I was perfectly happy with Baylor's season last year. The Sugar Bowl was, was just too. like icing on the cake, and losing it, it really didn't hurt me. Nope, I was fine. Um, and I was super glad that we didn't achieve higher, because then we could have just been obliterated in the right. Peach Bowl. We were. We were already obliterated, but... Do we think that we will win by week? All we got to do is not get COVID. <laughs> but case well, counts are rising. We have a few rising. active cases on the team right now. Yep. And uh, cases are rising in McLennan County, and cases are rising everywhere. Um, it's great. It's for awesome. a lot of reasons, seasonality, there's decreased humidity in the atmosphere, everybody's inside, there's less ventilation, people aren't wearing masks, people think they can gather mm-hmm. in six groups of six or whatever without a mask, wear your masks, stay away from people who aren't in your household, wash your damn hands, stay home if you're sick. We, if you can't taste something, don't small. go to a dinner yeah, party. You probably are sick. <laughs> We drove by the Park Mall last night on our way home. Every restaurant was full. The mall parking lot was full. There was traffic in South Arlington of people like leaving the mall. And I'm just like. It's 2020. You can literally do all of your shopping online. Online. You've been able to do it online for like 13 years. I don't know why don't anyone know why goes to a mall to ever it's the at worst. this point. Yeah. Right. I'm very sensitive to people like who have a job in retail and like that's your income. So I guess I'm happy that there are still people who are willing to go. But like that hasn't been me for 13 years. Like I don't want to go to a store. No. That was pre-COVID. COVID is just normalizing my behavior already. Oh, yeah. My already behavior. My only very thankful life change is that I don't go to the lab and I don't see other people. But other than that, like, right. I do all my shopping online. I do all my grocery shopping online. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I see people outside. And I'm letting my kids go to school in person because I think that, like, if you have any kind of learning disability, like dyslexia, like, it, it's imperative for Graham at this point. But yeah, I'm just trying to mitigate my risk as yeah. much as I possibly can. Yeah, we... And I'm okay with doing church online. Yep. And I'm okay with, like, not playing basketball inside for Graham because that's just foolish 
at this point. Do we have anything else tonight? Do we? I can't. I switched away from our tab. Um, I have a I have a quick uh, Baylor Bear Foundation plug. We're trying to get 300 new members between now and the end of December. So if you're interesting, enjoy interested in joining the Baylor Bear Foundation for as low as twenty five dollars, uh, send me a DM and I'll get you in there. Join my friends. The BBF. Join up. To get those view from the hill I newsletter emails. Absolutely read this as big beautiful females. So big beautiful female, big bodacious um, felines. This is my favorite game that we play it is when a, we take an acronym and try to game. try to figure out what it is. But also, like, these are the commitments, little financial commitments that sustain our athletic scholarship fund. Yeah. And next year is going to be especially weird because we are trying to honor scholarships of guys who are here now while also bring in, bringing in new athletes. So there will be more scholarships to support. So how has... I haven't seen anything about how the NC2A is going to make this work. Do we get... Like an extra year's worth of scholarships, and at what point so do those do. phase out in the future? We have the opportunity to have more scholarship athletes in the next like three years, I think. Cause... But it is upon the school to financially cover that. Okay. And so it is also like, it will also be a situation where coaches can be like, we do or do not want you back next year. So I guess that the hope on like on Baylor's side would be that we have the money to cover scholarships for anyone who wants to stick around. And that will be like directly attributed to Baylor Bear Foundation support. So donate to the Baylor Baylor Bear Foundation. Uh, BBF. Uh, support our student athletes. Student athletes right. get a master's degree because a bachelor's degree is America's most overproduced product. Right. Do also, if you have threatened death to any Baylor player in the past month. You definitely need to be donating money or ever. to the BBF right now to atone for this shit. And just like in terms of public health, people, please stop going to parties. I know it's it's hard. Yeah. I miss people too. I haven't seen people besides my husband and my two children in like eight weeks. And even then it was my doctor. So like, please... Just stay home. The sooner we all stay home, the sooner this will be not awful. And our healthcare workers deserve to not feel like they're going to die while trying to keep the rest of us from dying. So wear your masks, stay home. And also, like, they shouldn't be living in fatigue constantly. Like, that's that's not the, the... the equation to get the best medical care. Yeah. Either. If you do get sick, God forbid you get sick, but you want doctors and nurses who are 
invigorated rather than completely worn down by the And also, I don't want our doctors and nurses to have PTSD for the rest of their lives because of what they've had to live through this year, which, I mean, they probably already do. But still, it's not, I mean, it sucks, but stay home. It's not that hard. It might, it literally will save lives. Right. It's holiday time. Stay home. Take this as the holiday excuse that you need to, like, not wear yourself out completely trying to go to all the different parties and all the different get-togethers and see all the different family members. All the toxic family members. I'm very, as bummed out as I am to not see my parents this year, it... It will be a little bit freeing to just be us. This is your year to make that happen. If you have complained in the past about how exhausting holidays are, this is your year. Next year, you're going to want to see everyone because you survived a pandemic. We are having a freaking crawfish boil next year, y'all. Me and 200 of my closest Baylor friends. I don't even think I have. I don't think I have 200, but you know, Amy and I will eat a lot of crawfish. As many people as I can find. As many people as I've never had crawfish. I know. We didn't do this in Kentucky growing up, man. It's it's upsetting. They're good. I can can eat like 30 pounds of them, but I know that's not a normal thing. I need to give it a whirl. Anyway. We hope y'all have. We will be back next week to discuss Thanksgiving plans in a pandemic and yes. how we won bye week. And Etta has her qualifying exams on Thursday. I do. So if y'all are thinking of her on Thursday, say a prayer and she will report back to us next year. Next Pray week. That they next won't year, ask next me week, whatever. Questions. Oh, you'll be perfect, even if they do. Just stall. Get a calculator and then, like, stall. Oh, yeah. A calculator won't help, but... A calculator won't even help. No. That's me. That's me in science. Anyway, um, we hope y'all bye. have a good week. Wear your masks. Be excellent to one Wear another. Wear your mask. Don't be an ass. <laughs> Wear your mask. There's our theme song. On that note... Adios. <laughs> bye. Adios, amigos. <laughs>